right, You're listening to Beyond Six, Santa Ana, California, nine two seven zero five. We are open on Monday through Thursday from three to nine, Friday and Saturday from twelve to nine, and Sunday from twelve to six. We have fifteen beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from three to nine. And we also feature Vinyl Sundays, where you can come and choose your own record, and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. This is The Real Talk through Beyond the Bikes uh, Radio, through the Hits 101 studio, and we're here with influential local CEO of Black OC, Farron Kid. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm feeling great, brother. Yeah? Yeah? Absolutely. Absolutely. So who are we just listening to right now? So that was uh, the phenomenal uh, local hip-hop uh, live band, Apollo Bebop. Okay, from the, from the they do the, um, they the open mic, right? Yeah, Sometime? The, the, the coolest project <laughs> Uh, hip-hop project in Orange County called the Cool Lab Project at the 4th Street Marketplace every Thursday. Yeah. They are the uh, producers of that event. Yeah. It's cool to have something local on the radio radio show this time, you know? I think that, you know, if um, we don't support ourselves and believe in ourselves, you know, who who's going to do it, you know? Right, exactly. So I'm definitely about supporting local hip-hop. Yeah. So you said you said they're uh, headlining, uh, you know, off the radio. You said they're headlining your, your event. Yeah, so we have an event coming up on the first Saturday of the month in Santa Ana. It's uh, Saturday, January 5th, during the Art Walk at the GCS store in Santa Ana. Um, we have an event called the Block Walk, and they will be headlining that event. Okay, so tell me about the event. So the Block Walk, uh, I, was, I, was, I saw it on the Instagram. It caught my attention. Yeah, so, so the Block Walk, um, 
it has a, it's it's multifaceted. So let me try to break it down as simply as possible. Please. Um. So the Block Walk, uh, first and foremost, is an event fundraiser for an innovative nonprofit, students teaching film. Okay. Which mentors at-risk youth in photography and videography, and which I'm the executive director alongside some of the uh my my fellow film students film school students at Los Angeles Film School. Okay. So you're, you're a film student, you're saying? I'm a L.A. film school student. Okay. And, you know, we, we, we learn and we teach. So okay. we decided that we'd uh, formulate a nonprofit organization and begin mentoring at-risk youth, youth who grew up similar to myself um, in photography and videography, especially because since I've, and I'm sure we'll get into some of that, since I've been home from prison, uh, that camera has really created opportunities for me that I couldn't have imagined. So I want to be able to share those opportunities with some of those youth. Okay. How long how long have you been in the film school? Uh I think I'm it's about 6 maybe I think I'm on my 7th month now. 7 month? Yeah. yeah. Uh what's the program look like? Like how long is the program su- supposed to be in? So uh it's it's broken into two parts. Um I'll see how I feel when I get there, but right now I'm enrolled for the 3 year Bachelor of Science in Film Production degree. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's definitely cool school. You seem to be making strides, you know, using the camera. Like you said, it's definitely been a tool for you yeah, to grow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I was learning on YouTube and uh, <laughs> going to school, definitely bumping up my, my video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so is there anything interesting that you've shot that I can, I can search? Um, so define interesting. I don't know, just like something that comes to mind, something that you're proud of, you know, like a music video, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm proud of all my videos, but I think in that respect, I did a I engaged in a project earlier this year, which I still feel was you know it's a magnificent project. It's unfortunate that we didn't get to actually complete the project, okay. though we did make significant gains in the project. Uh, the project was called the Hus Three Sixty Five Project. Um, I was working with a talented local artist who was dropping a song a day for the whole year. Okay. That was the intention. Wow. Um, so we, we, we made it to 60 days, and alongside actually dropping the tracks, we dropped uh, Instagram music videos every single day, and then at the end of the week, I would do a YouTube recap of the whole week. Okay. So if you go onto the Black OC YouTube channel, then you'll be able to see the uh, first, uh, you'll be able to see six episodes of the actual Hustle 65 project. Okay. And you'll see us go from, you know, from Cali to Vegas, from Vegas to New York. Are you familiar with Gen- Gary Vaynerchuk? Gary I'm, V? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We went up to Gary V's headquarters, tried to break in. So, yeah. <laughs> How did that work out? Um, so we, it, we, we, we were successful in making contact with his second in command. Okay. But we were not successful with uh, being able to meet with him directly. Okay. Understandably. <laughs> right. But uh, it was just about the intention, showing that, you know, the commitment um, uh, 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 and pursuing an opportunity. Uh, win or lose right so so you you're pretty you're pretty involved locally right santa Ana, yeah, oc black, yeah black oc black oc exactly yeah. uh so you've actually been in the studio before with the rodriguez show shout outs to the rodriguez show definitely support the rodriguez yeah show. they uh they're saying hi right now so hey <laughs> so yeah uh they're excited to have you on i, I hope they're listening in too so uh so Black OC, the block. Uh, I was I was reading. So the the block walk. You, you said it's like a community music video. So there's a couple different things. About okay. It, so if we we could break it down. In right. Pieces. Yeah. That's the one that's interesting to me. Okay. Like, yeah. That's what so, caught okay. me. Absolutely. So yeah. Okay. So as I said, the block walk first is an event fundraiser for my nonprofit organization, Students Teaching Film. Right. Um. But it's also a community music video event. So one of the 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 primary things that Black OC is known for, outside of being a brand and ultimately a positive social cultural movement, is uh, media production. 
So, um, and, and largely in media production, though I do music videos, though I was working on an Instagram interview series that I had the Hustler 65 project, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. I do a lot of event recapture. So I work with a lot of the local artists, go out to the events and, and just shoot the event and, you know, give them prom- promotional material. Um, so now that Black OC is producing an event, um, I really want to make a full length music video. Um, which will be cut to an artist who also is a co-producer of the collab project with Apollo Bebop, which is uh, um, Allah's. You can find him on Instagram, at Allah's for Life, the most phenomenal brother that I've had the good fortune to meet thus far. Um, But it'll be a community music video event. So basically, we're bringing out the community to this event, and I'll go in. I'm still going to be working, um, shooting. I'm going to have my youth students out there. They'll be shooting. I'm going to have some of the local photographers and videographers out there making sure that we capture the excitement of the scene from 360 angles. Um, And I'm going to cut this into a full-length community music video that will represent um, urban arts culture in Orange County and really demonstrate our unity and our collective strength. Because yeah. I think we're, we're here, you know, we, we have a lot of different players in the game, we have a lot of different pieces to the puzzle, but now it just has to, that unification has to occur and we have to bring all those pieces together and that's what I intend to begin achieving through this event. Cool. Yeah, it's a, I had a, another artist on uh, a couple months ago and we were talking about that, how they're looking for people to work with, you know, there's a lot of people that feel, especially in OC, I feel like there's a lot of artists that feel like every artist is like, out to like outdo the other artists, mm-hmm. but they're also looking for people who have the similar passion. But all they have to really do is look beyond their doorstep, you know. Yeah. And so it's pretty, it's pretty cool that you're you're kind of opening that channel. Be like, hey, all artists come, you know, collab. I don't, I don't think, uh, yep, collab. Uh, I don't think that Orange County, and this is just my in, in my opinion. I think that the the, you know, there was a brother who when 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 I first I, I produced one other event before this. It was about nine months after I was out of prison. I called it the location, spelled L. OC, um, Asian location, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I asked him to perform, um, and he did respectfully declined, and we had the opportunity to talk after the event, and he was really adverse to any kind of like uh, like Orange County urban arts scene can't make it will always be considered as you know a suburb of LA a little brother of LA, and if you want to pop you really have to go out there, right, and um, you know I I, I took um. I took opposition to that position. Right. And I actually converted this brother into believer. When we did the Hustler 65 project, you know, he was tuning in, he was watching, and I know he's seen my marketing angle. We, we had a we had a marketing strategy, and, and it started to kind of organize the, ki- or organize the county. Um, and if this artist would have been successful in making it and the county was supporting him, that would have put Orange County as like a hip-hop platform on like, like a different level, like, People coming, artists coming out of Orange County would all would have been able to say, hey, I'm from the Juice too. This artist made it. He's from the Juice. I'm from the Juice too. And that would have gave us a different kind of respect and recognition. Right. So I say that to say, I think at this juncture, unless we just get, and I, and I believe in everybody's talent, you know, but talent in a game where everyone is talented, it may not be enough. And I think that what we're going to win at is power and number by coming together and being able to support each other and create a really phenomenal community building hip hop scene is how we're going to get the rest of the world to look in and go, Hey, you know what? We respect you guys, what you're doing. And we want to listen to your artists. And the reason why is because I tell people artists all the time, nobody believes in you until everybody else does. Right. And if, if, go ahead. Oh, so yeah, it's like, uh, well, one of my roommates, he's a, you know, 
full-blown artist, just 100%, just went into it, and it's really respectable. But one thing he says, he actually told me yesterday, he goes, if you're not willing to invest in your art, you can't expect other people to. No. And it's and it's like like what you're saying is, it's not just so far so much as your media, but it's also investing in your home, like investing in your platform. If you're from the OC, why not blow up the OC with exactly. you, you know, rather than leave it behind for someone else to pick up the pieces, you know? And if the OC is not on board with you, then it's probably unlikely that anyone any anywhere else is going to be. If you can't get love in your own town as artists, then what makes you think you're going to enter into this game and get love from people who don't even know who you are? Right. So our best, I, th- I feel like our, our winning strategy is going to be coming together and saying we support each other. And there's millions of people in Orange County. Imagine if you can sell, you know, a copy of your music at one dollar to three million people then guess what brother you made it right <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah yeah that's a that's a really interesting thought um okay so one. the block well, i didn't mean I'm, I'm oh yeah go for it go for okay, it okay so another feature of the block, block okay. is um so i've partnered with a major event producer out here i'm very like honored um that you know there's a brother that has taken notice of the black oc movement and been willing to support it so uh his name is jonathan rodriguez he is responsible for producing two phenomenal events. Uh, I, I wear this this pink wristband. I got this wristband when I was about a month and a half out of prison, and the wristband actually says schools, not prisons. And that was the first event that I uh, attended that he threw, and it was in, it was in Santana, and uh, it was headlined by Common um, and Aloe Black. Okay. Yeah, and it was schools, not prison. I loved the message. I was able to network, meet some different uh, different uh, community organizations, and got an opportunity to build with them. And then most recently at the eSports Arena in downtown Santa Ana, he produced another event called Roses That Grew From Concrete. And there he had Aloe Black, Reverie, um, Gifted Gab, and KRS-One. Okay. And then, you know, all, some of the local artists that opened up for me, including uh, Paula Bebop, Maya Jupiter, who's pretty big, actually, by herself. And um, so he's co-producing this event, and what he took over in the event was messaging. He said, hey, I, I measure the success of my events on whether on how effectively I've communicated the message that I want to to the audience. So he believes in building community through hip-hop. He believes in education, not incarceration. He produces hip-hop events, and he communicates those messages through paintings and murals, through the music and the artists that he choose. And he said, at the end of the night, I want to make sure that everyone didn't just get entertained but got enlightened. Right. So one of the messages that he chose um, to represent the block walk is uh, hashtag uh, brown and black excellence. And to uh, really emphasize that message and show solidarity between black community and Latino community, we decided that we're going to create a brown T-shirt that says hashtag brown excellence and a black T-shirt that says hashtag black excellence. But some of the brothers that I build with from the black community are going to wear the hashtag brown excellence shirts. And some of the Latino brothers and sisters that he works with in his community are going to wear the hashtag black excellence T-shirt to show solidarity, to show healing and unification between these two urban communities. Okay. So that's something that I'm very excited about. I think that's a very powerful message. Um, and a much-needed message. You know, I grew up in Southern California, um, you know, in relative gang culture where there was a lot of, you know, division between those two urban communities unnecessarily. I've grown up in prisons where, you know, brothers that I was maybe cool with on the street in there, we can't really socialize. We definitely can't eat together, and if there's a problem, we'll probably be having to attack each other. So to come out to the street and have an opportunity to work with the brothers such as himself that is down for the community and that wants to uh, 
build a, a, a bridge of healing between these two communities is something that I'm definitely look forward to and I'm about. I also see another angle where it's like it's atta- it's attacking this uh, incarceration mentality. You mentioned uh, incarceration. And it's like uh, you, you're talking about, you know, being black in Orange County, in a predominantly white community. But there's also our counterparts who are, you know, grew up, you know, just around, you know, black people and stuff. And I see um, from my from my experience growing up, you know, it's, it was almost like I was treated by maybe the authorities with like, I'm supposed to have this incarceration mentality. Yeah. Like when I'm pulled over, the first thing that I'm asked isn't, you know, where, you know, where are you going? How are you? Are it's, you on probation or parole? Or not even that. Like, do you have any drugs or weapons in your car? Oh, yeah. No. That's the first thing I got today when I got pulled over in the parking lot of my of my job. You know, they yeah. ask, where do you work? Where are you coming from? Where do you stay? And then they go, oh, your brake lights are out. And my brake lights weren't even out, you know, <laughs> you know. And so and I had a point. I was like, I work right there. If you turn around. I work right there. I'm just getting off work, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, And so, but then there's also this incarceration mentality where it's like I have friends with parents, you know, who grew up, you know, in those, in the uh, in that culture, you know, the, you know, not, not predominantly white culture. And they think, you know, like their, you know, their mentality is, you know, eventually I'm going to be incarcerated or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, or yeah. like they're influenced by people who have been incarcerated and carried that with them. So yep. it's just, you know, it's like this a div- rite of passage, a rite of passage in a sense, you know, and I think it's cool to have a message out there, especially locally that invites you know these like you said these two groups uh, yeah these communities that are affected by that that tradition that rite of passage of i'm black or i'm brown and part of my identity or my my manhood or my rite of passage is getting arrested and getting locked up and Mm -hmm. because i remember that's how i thought growing up i thought okay i'm black and to substantiate that identity i gotta go to jail because that's what we do Mm -hmm. and i remember getting out of jail and feeling like yeah i did that and then that progress to, you know, more socially destructive behaviors like certain kinds of crimes, you know. Right. I had to do this crime, and then I had to do this crime, and each time I do one of these crimes, it's like I'm substantiating my black manhood. And it wasn't until, like, going into prison um, and becoming educated in black consciousness that I realized that all these things are counter-blackness. These are not how black people started out. These are not what blackness represents right this is being a victim of a society who said that this is what you are and this is not what you are this is not what being black is it's a subliminal shaving of identity in a sense you know they're taking it away from us you know slowly but surely like you know we have the 13th amendment you know Mm -hmm. yeah slavery is illegal except for conviction of the crime right and then you know we're throwing ourselves into jail and so we're throwing ourselves back on the boat you know in a sense and i was a i was an inmate firefighter for three years and uh, so a lot of people don't know, but, you know, the bulk of the California fire department it consists of inmates. And one of the things that they're able to do to us in there is they're able to work us as firefighters. And I'm talking about on the f- front line firefighters, not like standing in the back. We are in we have all the same firefighter training and we have to we, we go all the major wildland fires. They just had the uh, those major fires that just occurred. I forgot the names of them. Right. Um you can best believe that inmates were out there fighting those fires and they'll work us out there for 24 hour shifts in the most vigorous conditions. And I, you know, and I, and I challenged it. I said, Hey, how, how are we able to work a 24 hour shift? How is that legal? Um, and it's the 13th amendment. Uh, well, labor laws don't apply to slaves and slavery is illegal except for conviction of a crime. Right. So once you bring that ass up in that system, we can do essentially anything we want to you technically. Right. 
and you don't have any you don't have normal human rights mm. i'm curious uh just a thought uh so you're saying you, you did three you three years i did 10 i did 10, 10 and a half years but i did three years as of the fi- firefighter yeah. is that experience you can use coming out yeah so um you can get hired matter of fact you can get hired in the f- cal fire the state fire department is not really gonna hire you they work with you as an inmate they really don't probably really don't want you you're kind of a dirty little secret for them right um, but for the, uh, the, the, the forestry or the federal firefighters or the hotshots, you can get employed with them faster than a citizen would be um, having to go through all the training programs. And that's because you already have the certifications and you already have the experience or the work hours, as they would say. Right. Um, so that's definitely an option. It's not an option that um, I would elect for myself mm-hmm. only because I view myself as um more powerful than that right um and i say that you know with all due respect to firefighters and the sacrifices that they make Mm -hmm. but it's not my you know it's not my career path but it could be so that brings me to your question so you 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 did 10 years and you you had this experience as a firefighter and you said there's an option for you so what brought you to the camera you said this camera was a tool for you to grow okay that's a great question so my mother she's a uh she's a she's a relatively famous comedian especially locally she she uh uh not in black not in urban orange county but in suburban orange county um they definitely you know they they mess with her uh she uh can you give her a shout out yeah uh i love you mom uh, at the funny mom okay (laughs) at, at the funny mom on instagram um julie kid the funny mom so she has a show called The Funniest Housewives. It used to be The Funniest Housewives of OC back when, you know, Housewives of Atlanta, all that stuff was popping. But now just The Funniest Housewife. And she works with some very high-profile uh, suburban or white, a.k.a. comedian. Uh, and she produces shows. So she told me when I got out, she was like, hey, um, you know, I need content to help, you know, promote my shows. If I get you a camera, do you think you can learn how to use it? And I was like, yeah, I can learn anything, so let's give it a shot. So I jumped on YouTube. That became a thing. That wasn't out when I was out. Right. Um, Instagram wasn't out when I was out. Facebook was barely out. The, <laughs> the, the phones that were out when I was out was the, where you at? You remember that? Right, yeah, the, the Boost Mobile. The, the chirp. Um, <laughs> um, MySpace, was, MySpace was cracking, but I was too gangster for MySpace in my mind. So, um, you know, I jumped on YouTube, and I, I, you know, looked at, you know, what kind of camera do I need? And it, uh, you know, and Sony six thousand got a great review. Shout out to Sony, <laughs> looking for that uh, that uh, student teaching film sponsorship. Hint, hint. But um, <laughs> you know, and so from there, I just I just kept learning. Oh, is it a Mac or a PC that I need? Oh, I needed a Mac, and it just kind of it just snowballed, and it's become. It it's allowed me to. I have an ultimate mission, you know. I feel like I'm a social leader. Um, I feel like uh, I'm a positive influence in the world. And I feel like I, I, that's what I do. I, it's always been who I am. And uh, uh, um, in any case, I feel like the, uh, the camera has become a means to an end for me. It's given me opportunity to get into places and around people that I otherwise wouldn't have access to. Um, and it's allowed me to build a platform where I can begin to tell my story and, you know, uh, um, for whatever, you know, value it is to other people. And that confidence is, is something I, I like I noticed you exude it and something I think you need to have to step up front and not just be behind. Um, <clears throat> you, you, you know, you're talking about being a positive influence. A lot of people want to be that. A lot of people feel like they should be that. But they're like, I don't know if it's self-esteem or they're too afraid to step out and say they are that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like if you are that, then be that. Yeah. You know, and if that's if that's what's your, your what's driving you. And I think more. I think you know everybody. Nobody could do everything, but everybody could do something. And I feel like we all have a story. It's all valuable. And 
we're all part of society and we should be, you know, we, you might be able to reach someone that I can't reach. Right. You know, someone might relate to you in a way that they don't relate to me. And I think that we have a social responsibility. We have a responsibility to utilize that. To me, off top, I can tell that you're an intelligent brother, you're a sharp brother, you're an articulate brother, uh, you're a creative brother, um, and a positive brother. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud to that. have. Yeah, I'm very. It's. I'm very proud to. Have, you know, I, I I really love Black Orange County. Right. And so when I meet Black people in Orange County and they 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 have the qualities and characteristics that you have, it makes me very proud. Um, but um, in in, in any case, uh, um. I, you know, yeah, so just everybody, nobody could do everything. Everybody could do something. Takes a village to raise a baby. Let's all fucking pitch in. Right. Let's raise this baby. Can I cuss on the radio? Yeah, of course. You know, it Keep makes it real. No, exactly. It's the real, real talk. talk. Uh, I, t- I tell my guests when they when they ask me this question that I make a point to say fuck at least once. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't count. Like me saying it right there doesn't count. So I'm going to probably say it later on in the later yeah. on in the show. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and likewise, you know, it's uh, like one, like I said, you know, I, I saw what you're doing on Instagram and I was proud to see that someone's doing something, not just talking, you know, and then we're, we're involved, you know, ourselves, uh, the Hits 101 Studios trying to get an event together for the Art Walk in March. Yeah. And then so, you know. Let me know. I am all for you guys. All right. Yeah. I'm down. All right. Let's do it. You know, and so. And, you know, seeing like how, how many people like to team up and, you know, we got these teams. There's a, there's a, like on when it comes to like you know, guerrilla marketing, there's, there's this term and there's a weight behind it. Like everyone has a team, but I've been working with some, some groups and stuff and they just emphasize the word team the way like, to like you're, you're part of my team. Mm-hmm. And when I like hearing that for myself, it's like, it's more than just being like, all right, hop, you know, hop in the game. It's like, no, you're part of the team. You've got a responsibility. Yeah. You've even got like a trust that people are putting on you, you yeah. know, and it's uh, almost like an investment. Like we're investing in you. You invested in us. We're a team. We're a unit, and it's not not a gang. You know, it, there's it's a more positive mission statement rather exactly. than like, oh, we're gonna you know we're gonna hold this down and this is gonna be our territories. Rather than you know, how about we fix our home? We fix our yes, territory. Yes, make yes. it so that way other people can yes. join and enjoy and you know, yes. positive externalities yes. instead of negative externalities. Yes. You know, yes, and, yes, and, yes, all that. Yeah, and and, and I and that's what I, I love about Black Orange County is I feel like I understand how powerful black people are. I'm, I always say I'm black and I want to be black. Right. You know, that's how much power and influence black people have. And that's, that's that influence, that power, that creativity, that talent has really like, it's, it's served us well over the years. It's, it's created an economy just in like rap, like rap music has created like a billion dollar economy for us. Some of us are living at the top of the food chain. Right. Just off of rap. And, and and not only that, we're changing cultures. You know, like KRS said, now you got white boys calling themselves niggas. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many white friends I have that grew that grew up with me, and they just they was blacker than me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they was. Have uh, Have you seen the movie by David Diggs called uh, Blind Spotting? No. Okay, so there's an interesting scene. Spoiler alert for the listeners. Uh, but there's a point where do you know who David Diggs is? Nope. He kind of looks like J Cole. He's an actor, though. <laughs> nope, but I love J. Cole. <laughs> so he looks like J. Cole, but he's playing someone who just got out of prison. He has um, three days, you know, he has 100 days of uh, parole, and it's, it starts off on his third to last day. Wow. And he's got a he's got a friend, white, you know, white brother, who, who wasn't in, still perpetuating. Yeah. And as he's hanging out with him, he's realizing his risk of going back in is increasing, and it gets to a point where he confronts him. He goes, you know, when 
when we walk the streets, the cops are looking at me like I'm the nigga, but you're the one holding the gun. You're yeah, the one yeah, doing yeah, this. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're the nigga. Wow, you're yeah. the nigga. Yeah. He goes, yeah, you're white, but you're the nigga. I'm yeah. not the nigga. And it's so funny how now, you know, like, depending on who says it or who's looking at it, a lot of people glorify it where a lot of people don't. You know, it's like, you know, I had my stint, like, growing up and then feeling insecure about my blackness and being like, you know, I'm going to be a little nigga sometimes, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little nigga. Mm-hmm. And then it was at a point where I did something and, and the people around me kind of looked like you shouldn't have done that where I didn't feel like I wanted to be the nigga anymore. Yeah. I was like, cause there's, there's a, you know, being the nigga also comes with being, like you said, it's the incar- incarceration yeah. mentality. It's, it, you have to wild, you have to be, you have to act up. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why can't I just be the brother? You yeah. Know? Yes. You know, be the brother be the brother you know it doesn't matter if you're the same color skin as me it doesn't matter like i'm for you and hopefully you're for me and we can look past the melanin such a great distinction you know and it's 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 these these ideas it's like you know like i can be cool all day but if i if i don't have my freedoms am i really cool you know it, it, nah. you know and so it's like i now i grew up the nerd you know mm-hmm. oh you, you know you don't dress black you don't act black and my thing is like, what do you mean? Like, because I don't sag my pants, I don't grab my crotch, I don't pronounce my ths like f's. Yes. Like, what is it? Like, yes. what do you see in me that's not being black? Because so far, I feel like I'm straight laced. I'm smart, you know. You know, I'm doing well. You black? Yeah, I'm black. And it's like, what do you mean? Yeah, I was yeah. like, what do you and, mean I don't act black? And I'm that's cool. Be- I have to be self-destructive to be black. Right. And that's what, and that was the impression that I got growing up. Mm-hmm. I got the impression, and you want to know what did it? I was a cool kid, man. I talking about I rode a skateboard, good. Yeah. Oh, I rode a skateboard so good. Did you ride regular or goofy? Regular. Oh, I rode goofy. Right. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I did graffiti. You know, I, I got in trouble for that, but I was good at graffiti. Like mm-hmm. I was really at 12 years old. I was like on the 55, the 91, the five, the 22, like getting up. You know, battling with a renowned crew out here at the time, which was 3D Crew, which I think 3D is still around, and they beat us, but it, <laughs> they are cool, but it's cool, right? And uh, um, break dancing, like I was good at these things, and I was fly, like I was a fly little black kid. And but the neighborhood that I grew up in did have um, Latino gang in it, and they began attacking me, and I couldn't understand it first. Like, like man, why are they always tripping on me? Why are they always tripping on me? And I can look back now and understand, like, the racial division. Like, they were reaching an age where they were getting into gang culture. And especially in the 90s, I'm 33 years old, you know, that was a time when, you know, rite of passage, you know, to war. I was the only black kid in a predominantly Mexican neighborhood. Guess what? I'm a rite of passage for them. And... And I knew that, and it, it culminated in a situation that you know really. Ter- I was I fought growing up, like I, I I could fight, you know, but I wasn't like a fighter. But um, you know, these group of kids, I I became scared of. They was, I got guns pulled out on me at at twelve, like and just didn't understand, like oh shit, I got a gun put on me, like what did I do? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, they finally they they came to my house. And they got me, you know, they, they whooped me pretty good. They jumped me good. And uh, thank God that that was the extent of that. And uh, but that really like traumatized me. That scared me. I, I get black kids as 12. You growing up shot. Pow. You know, OK, I'm a killer now. You ain't going to shoot me. I'm going to shoot you. Right. And that's kind of came my mentality where it's like, all right, you want a nigga? That's why y'all attacking me. Then I'm going to become that. And right. I began perpetual. I began actively like, OK, what is. What does being black mean? Because before it didn't, I was just me. And 
that's when I began to identify all these different self-destructive elements and I began embodying them and not because they were true to who I am, but because I thought that, you know, this is what my identity consists of. And it led me down a road that just got darker and darker and darker and worse and worse and worse. And, um, you know, but thank God I survived it and I'm here now. And that's what I want to be. I want to say, hey, you know, blackness is about this is what true blackness is. Not this. Mm-hmm. This is a weird social construct that was, you know, created to destroy, but the beauty and the power of blackness. Right. And I feel like in Orange County, the cool thing is, is, you know, I get trying to make like positive social change for black people in spots like Chicago and L.A., you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, man, those are communities that are devastated, like trying to just, you know, eliminate those elements is like this is beyond difficult. But I look at Orange County as like. A, a, a reset that if we can organize ourselves and like community develop mm-hmm. first starting with just being able to congregate in the same event function spaces and then moving into a place like I, there's a brother that's co-producing this event a uh, big shout out to culture clash by the way uh my brother willie culture on instagram culture clash oc love culture clash love willie willie is from fullerton a brother and I talked, I sat down talking to him. I said, brother, what's your ultimate mission? He said, my ultimate mission is to become mayor of Fullerton. And I want to turn mayor, I want to turn Fullerton into an arts district that emulates Santana. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, a brother's going to become the mayor. I believe in him. Right. You know, and, and so I look at it like if we can, you know, begin to unify out here and come together and brothers such as ourselves and be like, hey, you know what? Yeah, we're about investing in the community. Yeah, we're about community development and we're about a positive social change. You might actually begin to see Orange County have neighborhoods or communities where you have largely people of color and you go, oh, that's black OC. And you see a very positive example of what a black community could, should, arguably is. Um, and can be many Wakandas, <laughs> many Wakandas. Yes. Right. And yeah. I think we're still striving for that in Amer- as black people in America. Right. We're still striving for a spot. We you know, like Pac said, does mansion where we all can kick it. And it's, and it's, and you the brother. Right. You know? And I think, oh, uh, it's hard. It's even harder too, because it's like that unification also threatens, like it threatens people. It threatens people. You when know, I say black, the word black has a lot of like charge to it. Oh yeah. You know, when you say black, it's, I think it's hard for a lot of people to say. I think sometimes it's hard for me to say, like, uh, black. You know, it's, it's hard, but it's that right. powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think that, you know, when black people empower themselves, that that somehow means we're trying to disempower somebody else. But come on, it's not even a fucking secret. Like, mm-hmm. we come through a long line of being oppressed. Right. And we have to fight and struggle for our identity. And, you know, it's kind of like you said earlier, something to the effect of everybody love the culture, but don't everybody love the people? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, was it Chris Rock who said, he goes, I know no one wants to be me. I'm rich, you know? Yeah. yeah he goes, and he, go- he goes, he goes, no one wants to be me because I'm black and I'm rich or yeah, something, exactly. you know? It's like, like, yeah, it's, you know, they want to, they want to be like us, but they don't want to be us. I went, I got white family and I'm half white and Same. I just, I just, yeah. And I just went to Sacramento to go see my white family and we're bumping this really cool reggae on, on YouTube, right? Called the Sugar Shack. And, it, and a lot of it is, is white guys with dreadlocks and, you know, doing reggae and even in the, like a reggae voice, like a mm-hmm. Jamaican accent style. And my, my white family's just jamming out to it, you know, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Then I had the black reggae, you know, group come on, and, and my cousin was like, oh, yeah, I don't like how she sounds. She sounds nasally. 
<laughs> and I just had it. I just thought to my, I didn't, I didn't bust her out. But I'm thinking like, no, I think you just don't. You like white reggae. Mm-hmm. You like uh, you like the culture, you like the music, you like the sound, you like the dreadlocks and the look, but you don't really like the people. Mm-hmm. And you're my family, but uh, it's cool. I get it. It's it's a deep, 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 deep bias, mm-hmm. and I don't expect you to get over it. You know what I'm saying? This is you know it's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, that's one reason growing up, like I I never really was interested in music videos per se for myself, just because. One, it would shape the way I saw the music in my like for myself and how I visualize it. And two, it's like I oftentimes being young and being impressionable, I would judge the music by what the artists look like. And it wasn't like a race thing. It was just like, oh, this artist looks funny to me or whatever. So I, like their music is not, oh yeah, yeah, you know. And it's like to take that just one step deeper, you know. Uh, like you said, you know, like the image, you know, you have like I. Uh, I have friends, white friends, who talk about, they go, oh, I love hip-hop, I love hip-hop. I'm like, who do you like? They're like, I like Macklemore, and Mac Miller, and yeah, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, uh, what do you think about J. Cole? They're like, oh, I don't really listen to J. Cole. What do you think about Kendrick? I don't listen to Kendrick. And I'm like, so you just listen to white rappers and, you know, like, uh, what, Jeezy and stuff? You know, Is that a thing? I didn't even know that was a thing. So no, no, I see that I'm saying. It's like, I don't think it's a thing. It's just like I have my friends who are white who... Are like that, you know, like I mentioned rap, and they're always sending me like, I heard this new rap, I heard this new rap, check it out. And they'll send me the link, uh, you know, through text, and I'll click on it, and so it's a bunch of white rappers. How could you like those artists and don't like Cole? Like, how how is there no crossover? It's it's the like I've I've pitched them Cole, and they're like, oh yeah, this is all right. I'm like, all right, like, are you listening? You yeah. know, and it's like it's it's this it's this door, you know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, was have you seen Don't Be a Menace? Or drinking your juice in the hood, you know, ding dong, ding dong, and then the black dude walks in, nigga, you know, it's like, it's that, you know, it's it's kind of like you the screening, and for me, it's like, I don't like to screen my artists by what they look like anymore, and so it's like I try to avoid music videos that like, back at least back in the day, like now I'm getting more into them because I'm you know talking to a lot of people who are making them, and I love multiculturality, like I I love like, but I always tell people I like. I love, like, I got white friends, though, that are really in the black culture, too. And I'm like, fuck, I love you. Right. I, I have a white friend. He's gangster, man. But not gangster. Like, he's, <laughs> he's square. Right. You know, but he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, man, you know, uh, Farron, when I'm, you know, when I'm when I'm with my white friends and we get put over by the cops, man, it's like, it's it's quick. We're, you know, we're out. You know, he's like, but when I'm with y'all, man, and we get put over, like, we're there for 30, 45 minutes we got to get searched. Everyone's IDs got to get ran. Like it's just, it's a thing. And I remember we got pulled over by the cops and, and he, and he kind of talks like he's black actually. When he's with me, he talks like he's black. And, <laughs> that happens and, a lot, right? Right. Right. And I let him get away with some things. I probably, it's questionable, you know what I'm saying? But that's my nigga though. And, uh, <laughs> right. And, uh, uh, but we got pulled over by the cops. I remember, and you know, I got a warrant. I'm like, damn, I'm thinking about, should I run? You know, should I run out this car? And boy, he put that white accent on so thick and beautiful. He was like, "Yeah, officer, no, I just came back from work." And he just got to blabbing and blah blah blah. And the cop, I never been in a stop that just ended that quick. He just took his ID, looked at it, gave it back to him, was like, "Get the fuck on." And <laughs> and I looked at him, I was like, "Damn, bro, you you know what? You just used your ethnicity to your advantage in mine." Mm-hmm. And and I appreciate it. Um, forgot where I was going with that. But uh, no, it's like keep bringing up movies. I actually saw so. I saw Blind Spotting, which is that David Diggs movie, and it talks about like I gotta you know, see that. Yeah, it, it talks about like like I told you the you know cultural woes. It's a it's about the it's also about the gentrification of Oakland. Then I saw Black Klansmen. And this is all in the span of week okay, to week on. to week. Like what, then, like like what if, what if we did some cool shit right where like um you remember how did, have you ever been to the um uh, the drive-in theater? Yeah. 
Like when you maybe the, the double feature drive-in theater. Like when you used to pull into the car, you've been to a drive-in yeah, theater. Yeah, I love drive-in theaters. Like what if mm-hmm. we brought that back in Orange County and then we put a social spin on it where no, nah, we're gonna you know get a handball court and we're gonna pull the cars in or you know what et cetera et cetera right? Whatever be the case and. We're playing socially conscious movies, but we're attaching it to something like a dri- like a, a novelty, something that has nostalgia to it, right. you know, a drive-in, but we're going to attach it to a positive social cause. And that's the kind of innovation and creation that I like. Mm-hmm. But this is a side thought you made me think about. Oh, yeah, no, no, no worries. And then uh, the third movie I saw within that span of three weeks, and it's funny because it was like attacking my, my identity and how I saw culture, was uh, also uh, Sorry to Bother You. Uh, the, you know, the, it's a... Uh, it's like a really artsy film. It's a uh, Black Leave, uh, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Send me links for all that yeah. shit in the DM. It's the one where he's like a telemarketer and he has to use his white voice. Oh wow! This is what came up to mind because the Black Klansman, you know, he's 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 undercover and he's pretending to be a white dude. Wait, is that um Spike Lee? Spike Lee. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so you're talking about the white voice, you know uh-huh. how it sells. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, and that's exactly the my thing. name is Farron. Hey, sorry to bother you, but yeah. and yeah, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's what it was about. Was like. Uh, it was Danny Glover, and sorry to bother, he was telling Lakeith's character, and he goes, the reason you're not getting any sales is because you got to use your white voice. And he's like, my white voice? He goes, hey, how's it going? And then it goes from there. He starts using his white voice, and boom, he blows up to the top of the thing, and then it becomes this whole artsy thing. But wow. like with Black Klansman, it's the same idea. You know, he's, He wants to infiltrate the KKK, so then he, I mean, he, has, he has a white representative, but when he's on the phone with the head of the, of the chapter, He's he's talking like this, you yeah. know, selling off. He goes, "Oh man, oh man, I cannot wait to join your group," you know. But then when they need to meet, they, he has, you know, his his white cop partner meet him. And it's funny that you're telling me, you know, and I'm referencing a lot of movies tonight. I don't usually do this, but uh, you're, you're giving me so many ideas right now. <laughs> use them, use them. Yeah. Um, but uh, like you said, you know, uh, I I've even done it in OC where it's like I've been pulled over <laughs> and I'm like. Yes, officer. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, like no. play my nerdy, the black, oh like, oh, he's, he's like a whitewashed kid, you know, oh <laughs> like he's God. he's light enough yes, to let him go, yeah, you know. Yeah, I've done it, you no, know. I've done. I drop do the every, yeah, raise the yeah, base. Yeah, get it out. <laughs> What's going on, officer? No, my name is Farron Kid. Yeah, uh huh. Mm, yeah, I yeah. yeah, I I put it on, but that's what you're making me think of. Like, I think um, someone asked. I was it was a comedy show, and they're like, you know, hey man, you know, when you get pulled over by the cops, do you know you saying? He said, hell no. When I get pulled over by cops, I I talk like I'm a like I'm a white boy. And it's true, you know. We mm-hmm. we yeah, you gotta you gotta turn that you gotta turn that off. And I know a lot of brothers who um, you know, I, I can imitate white folks, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, then I can kind of do it when the when the, when the police is around, and you know, and kind of like pass a little bit, like you said. I'm, I'm light skinned enough. I can, you know, okay, maybe he's all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got some white partners that have really made like a like that, like a career, like they've really been able to configure their voices and their personalities into a like safe black person you know persona and white people have given them access mm-hmm. and they thrive on it i'm talking to a brother right now that i love totally socially conscious but his mannerisms and his demeanor he's 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 catered it to to white people and that's why he's going to be successful because they're going to feel comfortable interacting with someone like that right and, and go ahead go ahead oh not even say out here like i'm 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 big about um, suburban Orange County and urban Orange County and trying to unite, you know, urban Orange County with suburban Orange County opportunities. And I feel like, you know, I've, I've, you know, I won't name people, but I feel like suburban Orange County, just by virtue of fact that they represent OC, like you go on Instagram and you could see a bunch of people with 714 OC 
and their Instagram names. Mm-hmm. People represent with pride. And then here I come, Black OC. Hey, we're here. We are a community. We exist here right along with everyone else. We have an identity. We have a unique experience. We want to represent that. Are you with us? I mean, black people are a valuable, popular, popping thing, right? You like our music. You want to shake your ass. You want to have an ass. You want to <laughs> date a brother, you know? But when it comes to socializing with us, it's like they still think the prejudice or the stereotype, oh, well, are you guys going to be like this? And that's kind of what the Black Rock is about, too. It's mm-hmm. about showing that, no, nah, I'm going to show you what Black Orange County looks like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you that you have socially conscious, positive black people in Orange County. And as CEO of Black Orange County, that's what I'm about. I'm not about the, 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 the niggaism. Right. I respect all aspects of the culture. And I'm not saying that I haven't participated, but I'm saying that I know better and mm-hmm. that I intend to do better. Right. And you motherfuckers better give you, you better recognize that. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, like my boy said, he said everyone knows, he said by the time they support you to have to book you, you're gonna have to pay play mm-hmm. if you don't get down now. Right. And it's it, you brought up an interesting thought to me too. You were talking about how, you know, we have to use the voice and you know, they've catered themselves. You you know people who've catered themselves for the white man. And it's cool because I'm hoping, you know, like I'm I'm investing my my faith in events like like yours that eventually it'll break that wall down where it's like maybe, you know, because one thing I also sense is it's not like we're gonna rise up and we're gonna take over. It's more like we're gonna rise up and prove that you don't need to fear us. Exactly. And it's this this thought that um, I saw I saw this post and it said name one thing that's both both a phobia and a fetish. And black people. Yeah. You know. That's like America's deep, dark, real fetish. Right, you know. Black people. You know. That's like, great. Like, I don't want to t- like be cocky, but, like, when I walk in, you know, predominantly white places, I turn heads. Yeah, know? absolutely. You know, you turn you heads. You know your and, value and your work. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, you know, I look good. I know I look good. Yeah. I, look, I look strong, yeah. you know, yeah. tall. Yeah. I stand out, you know. And so it's like, and my thing is, like, for a reason. Yeah. I'm built that's built this way. This is not just my physical appearance. This is my essence. Yes. You know, and I'm going to carry that, you know. Yes. And then it's a, like a, a, another thing is uh, we talk about like a lot of uh, there's a lot of depression and a lot of anger in the black community because there's these, you know, you know, we have our, our uh, everyone has like a, a self image and then we have an image that's put onto us. And for black people growing up, those things aren't uh, reconciled. Yeah, it made me Mo- sad right now thinking about it. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm sorry. That's <laughs> no, good though. But uh, it's it's you know like for me growing up like like I told you, you know I was the whitewash kid. But for me, it's, I grew up with a single black mother. How are you gonna tell me I'm whitewash? Everything I learned was from a from yeah. a black woman. Woo. You know, like what I would say, little, yeah. little. Yeah. She'd be like, "Excuse me, yeah. there's two T's in there, yeah. little, yeah. little." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, little," you know. Yeah. And then people make fun of me growing up, like you talk white. I'm like, "No, I talk." correct yes you know i'm talking black and i'm talking correct yes you know and you know and then eventually i got beat down so hard that it's like my thing is like i, I, I see myself with this potential i see myself being influential i see i know i'm good looking i know i'm strong-willed but no one will give it to me and so i you know you know seven years of grade school i just hid behind a hoodie you know Man, bro. And, and then so and then once i once i finally broke out of that and i was like you know i'm gonna own it like people see me they see like at least at the end of the day, like they may see like a black man. At least they see like they see the negatives, but they also see like what they want. Yeah. And so I'm just gonna exude what they want. Yeah. And then use that to get attention. And so I started, you know, drop the hoodies, you know. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, hiding behind them. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I still yeah. wear a hoodie here and there. But, you know, I started, you know, wearing brighter colors, you know, carrying myself, standing up tall and stand you know, 
you can be six foot three if you slouch you're still slouching and it shows more mm-hmm. and then i'm standing up tall now i'm a tall standing up tall strong six foot three person and i command you know more attention mm-hmm. and now i can have a voice yeah. and it's like i see you doing this but you're you're doing it you know less physical or i mean physical too you're in person but i'm seeing you know you're standing up song you're just not, you're talking strong yeah you know you're putting yourself out there and i think that's what a lot of people need more of is like back yourself with confidence and i think a lot of actions at least from the black community is more of a i need to prove myself this is not actually what i want to be but this is what i need to say to be what they want me to be mm-hmm. rather than like i'm going to be me and you you can see what you want to see but if you see the wrong thing you're going to be proven wrong mm-hmm. and it's a challenge too like i i know i'm confident i feel overwhelmingly confident when i'm laying in bed at nighttime i feel like a a power that's un- that's indescribable. Mm-hmm. I feel like like Pac, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like like I'm gonna bring the the world to its knees. Right. I feel like Jesus. Right. <laughs> I feel like Muhammad. Mm-hmm. I feel like Malcolm. Mm-hmm. I feel like all these great leaders. And but I also feel insecurity and vulnerability. You know. I also I I I I, I struggle with those things too. Um, But I, I think it comes from that, what you said. It's the, the world has, has said, this is what you're going to be, and you're not going to shine that bright. And at some point, it's like just take the hoodie off and let, all your, let, let yourself show in true glory and, and have faith and have confidence in that, and I'm growing in that. And even the opportunities like this, like just that recognition and talking with you and seeing that, you know, I feel my experience growing up black in Orange County. I feel my my interpretations of, of the world and meeting brothers such as yourself and seeing that you share those perceptions, that you share those experiences, that you share those sentiments. Mm-hmm. That becomes something more empower, empowering for me that, yeah, no, what you feel is correct um, and how you how you express it is correct. And right. and um, and, you know, and it's the people who are going to. Um, who respond to that and who, who are going to add on to that and who substantiate that. So I encourage you, man. I think, yeah, you stupid powerful. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you to in your black orange County identity. Right. Like, oh, Appreciate yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Own that, embrace that, mm-hmm. wreck that, rep that with pride because I, I do kind of just like, it might sound insane and crazy, but I feel like black people in orange County are going to change the world mm-hmm. because we're going to be those people that get to stand up and say, Hey, I get everything that's going on in the marginalized community of color, 100%. Like, my heart goes out to my brothers that I can't, I would not make it either. I wouldn't make it out there. I know I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. And I have, I've been, integration has allowed me this opportunity. People fought and died and were persecuted and executed so that black people can be in suburban communities Mm -hmm. um, and obtain some of those opportunities. And I've obtained those opportunities. And this is what I'm doing with the opportunity that was given. And and I'm adding on, and I feel like, again, if out here, and there's a lot of us. A brother just called me when I was in the parking lot, and he he from Orange County, was gang banging, and they were involved in like gang culture in Orange County. Not that it has any comparison to gang culture in Los Angeles County, but enough gang culture where you grow up and you got some friends that are black that really got lost in the shuffle where either they took lives or their lives were taken. Mm-hmm. They do come from that, and I know them on a personal level enough, uh, a personal level, a personal enough level to know that they have those experiences and those stories, and 
we talk like we're talking now and they're like, brother, I'm with that. That's what I really want to be. That's what I really want to do. And I wish that we would have had that when I was coming up. Mm -hmm. And I'm willing to add on to that. And the brother just called me right now and he said, look, can you speak in the juvenile halls? Or can we speak in the juvenile halls? Like, yeah, let's Black Orange County um, mobilize or uh, organize itself uh, and mobilize itself. And I feel like people around the world, I, I feel like Cole will look in and be like, oh, okay, that's what, yeah, I'm, I'm about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kendrick will look in and say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm about that too. Right. I feel like Jay-Z will look in and say, I'm about that too. Those are my messages. I feel like Pac, if he was alive, he would look in and say, I'm about that too. Right. And we have that opportunity here. We don't have all the same kinds of social obstacles that you find in marginalized communities of color. Right. And if we're smart enough to recognize that, we're smart enough to organize and take advantage of the opportunities that we do have. And navigate it, yeah. Man, we could build stuff beautiful. Like, we're built like Hits 101 Radio. Like, right. we're right here. We're right here on the air, on this live. Is, yeah, yeah. This is two brothers in Orange County. Mm-hmm having a very, you know, uh, uh, racially and socially conscious conversation. Mm-hmm. Without being over the top. But no, right? Yeah, it's, it's balanced perspective. Yeah. I, it, it ain't hate. <laughs> we're just talking about the experience, right? right? But who would have thought you had that in Orange County? You got that in Orange County now. Right. You know, and I feel like that's something that's only going to grow. There's not no looking back. We are, and I'll say this last thing, and I'll be done with that. Excuse me for being long winded. Oh, no, no. When I, I, oh, I grew up in Orange County, I grew up in Orange and Anaheim. And I remember, you know, when I could kind of like count black people I seen on the street. <laughs> yeah, I can like count. cocoa po- pebbles and a yeah, yeah, and a, and yeah, a bowl of kicks. Yeah, you know, you know what's up. <laughs> and Tustin was one of the cities as a kid I did not like going to because the police would do double takes every time. Boom, boom. Mm-hmm. You know, they see me in a car. I'm in the car. I got my, my white mom is right here. Right. Why are you double taking on me? But in any case. Leaving in 2006 and coming back in 2017, I promise you, man, I see so, I always counted. I see, my studio's in Fullerton. Bro, I promise you, when I walk out of my studio, I see see multiple black faces. And I'm going, where did I, where, we all came from somewhere, however we got here. But the problem is, is we still haven't all tied in together. Right. And once we tie in together, once we can formulate an identity, hey, Black Orange County that we have an identity here and it's defined by these parameters to be black in orange county means to be like this just like you say to be black in any other spot means to be like this or how we believe that to be black was to be defined by self-destructive characteristics Mm -hmm. but to be black in orange county is to be all these positive characteristics because we said that that's what it was supposed to be because we left that legacy for the youth i think that we can build a generation of blacks coming out of orange county that can equal that of black wall street in um, in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma that got burned down? Yeah, in the 1950s. Right. I was thinking about that, too. Is like, if we make the money black, like, then who, you know, who's going to who's gonna, gonna depower? Like, I don't think, I can't see that happening again. I can't. Like, I can, but I can't. Like, I can see us being, we have enough influence, we have enough rights now, we have enough of a voice, where if someone tries to step on that money, or tries to step on that, that, um, you know, just that, that operation, you know, just where the, the, the hospitals are black, the banks are black, you know, you the might, stores are black. Yeah. No, I feel like at this point, you know, with the strength we have now, and it, it would be impossible to burn down Yeah. again. No, no you, 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 you couldn't. Um, Which is why I think it's so hard to build up again. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and, and, and I mean, I think like black, and that's why I always say black Orange County is a multi, multicultural Orange County. It's not about like, blacks and then that's all we are mm-hmm. it's about no understanding that when black people have a position of leadership too right 
you know, because you can look in Orange County. I love Santana. And I see uh, Latinos having positions of power in their community and how they and how they interact in their community. Like I see uh, Latino police dealing with Latino people and they don't deal with them the same that, you know, white police would deal with Latino people. Mm -hmm. And I love that. Like it's almost like they're giving them their Latino privilege. The same a white person would get a white privilege from a white cop. And yeah. I feel like that's extended to us, too. Like, as long as we ain't tripping, it, it, it's good. That's a whole nother thing, too. Like, black cops and black people, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I get more roughed by black cops. Yeah, and it's, it, I think I, I, that's been my experience, too. And I, I think that if you're black and you're going into the to police department, you probably are suffering from, you know, racial identity issues, too. You probably don't like your people very much. Um and don't have much empathy or sympathy from you know whatever for whatever reasons, and that's kind of been the case too. Yeah. And I think if you are black uh, and you go into the police department, you do have empathy and sympathy for your people, your community. I think it's going to be very difficult for you to continue being a cop. Exactly, I think they'll beat you down on the back end. And you and, know. and hence um um uh what's the br- what's the brother's name? Police Don Dorner Christopher Dorner. Mm-hmm. Do you remember him? I don't. Christopher I Dorner was a Los Angeles PD who got fired over whatever and said that it was racially motivated and went around and started straight shooting. He was, he like kicked off like black or like um, black people sh- police shooting since the, the black Panthers. He like killed multiple police. They were taught. I was listening to cat Williams today, uh, uh, um, stand up set. And he was talking about Christopher Dorner mm. and uh, he was like, Hey man, I was your token black dude. I did what you guys said. And then when you guys needed someone to throw under the bus, you threw me under the bus. So since you did that to me, I'm going to, I'm shooting. And he shot, like it was, it was a pretty big thing. Mm. It's but unfortunate that that was a solution, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but I always say this, um, just relative to that, I tell people all the time. I say it's not when you see black people respond like that. It's not amazing that they respond like that. It's amazing that they haven't responded like that more sooner, or yeah, because that's the kind you know that's the kind of oppression that's been inflicted upon black people. It's not a secret, you know. It's not it's not untruth. It's mm-hmm. not a lie. It just is what it is. And I think that's the beauty of black people too that we are that compassionate. The only people that we're probably not really compassionate to is ourselves. Right. Um. So. Uh. You know, we started this off. You played in local artists. Do you think you could queue up another one for me? Yeah. So who, who, who? Let me, let me get man. There's so surprise many. me, surprise me, and let me know when you're when you okay, got it ready. Let me, let me jump in, y'all. Yeah. Let me. Uh, you got any shout outs? Uh, anybody local? You want to give some love right now? I want to give a shout out. So I mean, there's so there's so many brothers that you kind of put me on a spot. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so I just want to say, you know, but nevertheless, um, I love everybody out here. All the artists putting in work. You know me. You work with me. You know what I'm saying we have those those uh, those intimate moments. Um, but definitely, as it concerns the block walk and it concerns this event, I chose the artistry and the event producers for a very specific reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to give a special shout out to them, um, namely Apollo Bebop. Apollo Bebop. Uh, Jay Taj, uh, Allah's, Allah's, Allah's for Life, uh, uh, formerly known as Allah's Apprentice, the beautiful brother. I'm actually flying him out from Georgia to come back and join us. So uh, everyone who is a brother of Allah's, Make sure you come out right. to the block walk and visit your brother. Cause Another community misses there. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah, right. And, right. Uh, 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 and uh, Val Visions, my brother Lum, uh, B-Dub, the most critical. Um, uh, um, and, the, you know, the list goes on and on and on. But uh, namely those brothers are brothers that I just really, you know, I appreciate, I respect. You guys have helped me to build. You guys are helping me to build. And, you know, just gratitude. Yeah. And thank you for being being here. You're helping me to build, too. 
you know. So likewise, brother. Yeah. So uh, thank you for the shout outs. Thank you for your time, Farron Kid, CEO of Black OC. This is the real talk under Beyond the Bike podcast through Hits One Hundred and One, and let's play that music. Who are we playing? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Boom. So here we go. Let's get up in here. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna pull up the SoundCloud real fast one Let's time. Do it. Yeah. I'm gonna slip through, and we <laughs> are going to go with uh, a brother who I uh, uh, actually am gonna. He's gonna be opening up for Mos Def okay. at the Observatory in Santa Ana, uh, and I am gonna be shooting a video with him. It's a brother named Truly the MC. Okay. And uh, this is uh, him featuring uh, Blue. Are you familiar with the hip hop artist uh, Blue? I'm not. It's a very uh, prominent underground hip hop artist. Okay, and, uh, I'm, gonna get, gonna, I'm gonna get educated on this. So, yeah, what's the name me, of the song? Let me. It's called. Let me pull it up first. And this brother's out of Huntington Beach. Okay. And I'm very proud that we got a brother out of Huntington Beach. Oh yeah, that's we we're talking about OC. <laughs> it's, it's, it's called "Be True" by Truly the MC. This is "Be True" by Truly the MC. Yes. Here we go. And I'm doing it well Although I was into daylight Mostly big L I rip the microphone Until I make it yell We excel then prevail The wind is in my cells And we sell like Boats when they sell Not souls when they fell Off the fuck for big buck Females and big bucks Big trucks and trails That lead to Gold chains and Range Rovers Got us all waiting I turn I told Nas That it ain't over Then I got older And I realized The game got Hit with a boat of money Photo Motorola Corolla Small soldier If you ever get on don't ever fall for the big crib fly chicken, big long. Get the fuck over, get the buck over the hump. Slam dunk, last punk to sell his masses was me. What a fool, tuck a tool in the street. Illegal use of defeat. Beat, circling cities like we running out of Denny's from the biddies with titties. We all gritty committee, deep in the lobby. Getting busy with chicks from out the swap me. Who got beats? Really, I'm pretty, but I just eat up a lot of beats. But niggas feel me? Be you, be true. Cause this is what we do. Be you, be true. This is what we do. Uh, this is what we do. It's all greatest appreciation in my statements. Trying to relate with relations. Have me impatient. Times be changing. As I sat back and waited, I couldn't escape it. Majority of the time, I was wasted. Life is what you make it. Wake up and smell the coffee or the bacon. Whatever is your awakening, you gotta keep chasing. No matter what you're facing. Truly, Johnny and Nathan making rhyme in the nation. Weaving out and escaping through all the makeshift. With all these craving sensation, we stay blazing and keep us maintaining as we hanging in the house of pains with statements from the ancients. Evolution causes changes that could be dangerous. Some people feel it ain't shit, continuing on that same shit. False claiming in the game of anger and continue painting. You're making visions tainted with all this fiction you're stating. Avoid the hate and seek greatness. Keep your head up while you're patient to be true.